half hour later, with my protective layer covering my head and face again, Asia and Fireball joined us in the master bedroom. They sat on the couch in the conversational area. I wagged my thumb at Fireball and declared, I have a few bones to pick with you. No need. Your mother already he started, meeting my gaze. When I shook my head, confusion covered his face. Then what about? He gave Nate a conspiratorial look, then moved his gaze back to me. Let us tell you what we found, then you can chew me out. I motioned him to go on. Bree and I had Brett take us on that tour of the children's hospital. Let's just say she took the official one. She let me in, and I sneaked into places not on the tour. I overheard these people dressed in white coats talking about the projects they were working on in the basement, only according to the control panel of the travel tram, there is no basement. Unless you are a member of the secret elite, you don't know the code, but I hacked the panel and took it to the basement. Remember when you spent several weekends teaching me to hack when I was at the academy, I questioned, catching Fireball's eye. I remember you almost getting kicked out and Cougar blaming me, Fireball countered. A smirk playing on his face. I shook my head. One of many times. I was on a first-name basis with the Dean of Students. You two and Torch were bad influences on me. Dean Nucci saw me at the academy function a few years ago. He told me I surprised him. He thought I would never make it. Fireball laughed, then continued, the basement is filled with laboratories. I took pictures and samples of the people in ten of the pods I found in the back of one of several laboratories. He threw a circular disc onto the bed. Nate reached for it and inserted it into his quan. Pad. Good work, I remarked, tilting my head to look at Asia. What else is happening? Fireball told me you are investigating Eleven as a part of your larger assignment. I have a person who used to be with Eleven who wants you to contact her, Asia related, looking between Nate and Fireball. Then she turned her eyes back to me. She knows of cloning that was being done at Eleven. Also, we have a lead on Mother. The real one. She is spending time with our father at the Golf Tree Vacation House. Zuri and I are glad we weren't raised by those two. Fireball looked at her and agreed, I wish I hadn't been, and Milano was better off here. She nodded. She met my eyes. I see why he likes Haley. She had dinner with us last night. She is beautiful, bright and bubbly. You really are her hero. I will disappoint her in time, I replied, watching as she wrote something on her quan pad. Then mine pinged. I looked down to see her contact's name. I saw Nate studying his quan pad intensely. All hero worship comes to an end eventually. And Melissa we love her, she really thinks highly of all of you, Asia mentioned, putting her arm around her brother. And my little brother is having another baby. Rain what a pretty name. After a few minutes of small talk, Asia left and Fireball rose to leave. Sit, I barked, pointing my finger downward. He moved to the bed and sat on the trunk in front of it. Let's start with this, have you lost your freaking mind, bringing real alcohol on this vessel? And giving it to my father? You cannot control he responded, playing with his dreadlocks. You have definitely lost leave of your senses talking to me like that, or like you tried to yesterday, I remarked, folding my arms across my chest. I stared him down and questioned, do you really think I care that you have real alcohol aboard my vessel? that you feel the need to start your side business again? I shook my head and said with grave deliberation, I assure you I do not. Now if you supply alcohol to my father after you know he is in trouble, that is where I have a problem because you claim to want to help him. I wagged my thumb at him and decided, 
If I ever decide to fall off the wagon, I know who can hook me up. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Nate cringe. I reached for his hand and looked over at him. Just a joke. But if he is going to drink, we can make sure he gets pure alcohol, and not the tainted alcohol that has been going around, Fireball protested. I threw up my hands. I am concerned about you. I am. I closed my eyes and put my hands in front of my face. I am done. I can't even anymore, but I swear if you cause ace pain, Nate is not the only one you are going to have a fighting match with. You are just so self-righteous that if people don't meet your expectations, you blackmail them into doing what you think they should do, Fireball told me, stood and swung around to head toward the doors. I'm not buying into it anymore. You have controlled me for too many years. You have apparently lost your freaking mind, and when you find it, I will be here to put back together the pieces like I always do, I called after him. Don't come back until you do. He huffed and walked out the doors as Harley moved in them. The four-foot blonde cautiously walked to the end of the bed. I tilted my head to look at her and broaching, watching her rub her eyes, what's wrong? I motioned her over to my side of the bed. When she arrived, I lifted her up and put her on my lap. I had a bad dream. I was going down this dark tunnel when I saw my parents yelling at me, then a boom like the one in the hospital today, and then this horrible creature, who looked like a huge, furry monster, tried to grab me. I exchanged an uneasy look with Nate as I took her into my arms, hugging her. How long have you had these dreams? I asked, drawing her away to study her. Since I was rescued, she admitted, looking down at the covers, then up at me. I pointed to the terminal on my nightstand and told her, I have been watching you on this terminal to make sure you are safe. That is how Nate and I knew to come and rescue you from the gas filling in your hospital room. I'm not going to let anything happen to you while you are on board the Liberty, as long as I can help it. Nate corrected, touching Harley's arm, as long as we can help it. I'm sorry that I intruded on your home, Mr. Nate, Harley contended, gazing over at him. The kids said they didn't think you liked me, that I was breaking up you and Mrs. Jessa. I don't want to do that. Nate moved closer to her and asked, would I have come and sat by your bedside and read to you if I didn't like you? And don't worry about me and Mrs. Jessa, we can get through anything. Why don't you and me and my family just get to know each other and take it from there? She nodded, reaching out to hug him. He took her in his arms and ran his hand over her hair. She broke away from him and covered her mouth to stifle a yawn. She moved off the bed and decided, I'm going back to bed. Will you two be here in the morning? We sure will, I assured her, then looked at her. Do you want me to tuck you in? She shook her head and answered, what does that mean? Tuck you in? It means I come and help you into bed, assist you in getting settled under the covers and read you a bedtime story, I explained, then tilted my head to study her. What was bedtime like in your house before, with your parents? A lot of yelling, hitting and ordering me into bed, she admitted, glancing away from me. I gestured her toward me. When she arrived at my side, I put my hands on her shoulders. We don't do that here. As long as you are living with us, we will never yell at you or hit you. I grew up like that, and I refuse to be like that, she cried as I lifted her up into my arms. I let her sob until she fell asleep. I took her across the hall and tucked her in. When I returned and climbed back into bed, I said to Nate, I think I am going to set up an appointment for her with Mitch. I believe she can use some time talking to him. I have a better idea. We were assigned a new child psychologist for the school. Maybe she would be a better fit for Harley.
Nate drew me closer and put his arm around me. I don't like the kids telling her I didn't like her or that they thought she was coming between you and me. You didn't. I shook my head. Why would I? I told Ace and Fireball that I thought my secret project might be a deal breaker in our marriage and mom, me and Aunt Maddie spoke of it, but I didn't talk about it with the kids. That child has enough to go through without thinking her foster father hates her. I don't hate her. I've never hated her, but your need to protect this child was coming between you and me, the one thing I hold most dear, and yes, that was a fight I was willing to take on. I shifted in my spot and took him in my arms. Jag, I am here. We are good. She is not going to come between you and me. I love you, and I was afraid that we would be separated over her because you think that me rescuing children is too much, too over the top. I get it, but... My eyes watered. I couldn't abandon her. I understand her. I know I hurt you, and I am sorry. He hugged me and asked, We're good? We're good, I whispered next to his ear. I don't love anyone the way I love you. He turned his head and kissed my neck. I love you too. You know that. Then he and I straightened up and went over what we knew about this case, 